The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, settle down, people. We've got a lot to cover, and time is short. And it's doggy style. I've got another puzzle for you. If you are wise, you'll listen to gas, man. How the hell did they know that I got gas? A giant, hairy creature, part ape, part man. Indians call him Gas Man. Get, 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 get a lick of this loving. Man, you got to check it out. It'll boogie-woogie on your brain. Hate on me for making this song. Got gas on your mind. Some people have said that you're retarded. Not me. And my grandmother said to this woman... We're going to do that gas thing? Yeah, we're going to do the gas thing. Laugh out loud.
Going global with Gas Man with Joe West, Wanderers, the tune, and it's brand new tunes from them as well from San Diego as they are jamming the Oktoberfest in OB, that's Ocean Beach in San Diego today. So if you're in that area, what are you listening to this for, man? Go ahead and see them. That's what's going on, man. You're going global with Gas Man. It is your Saturday, and we are live at thevoiceamerica.com studios in Phoenix, Arizona. It's October 11th, so we'll make sure. I wasn't here last week. I was out of town, and I, I hit Vegas up, Carl. Very nice. Vegas is always a good time. Yeah, you know, it was such a blast. I, I Last week, actually, I had to leave on Thursday, went up to Kingman. My friend does some music up there. He was booked for a show, and I got booked for a show in Vegas on Saturday last week at the Las Vegas Hemp Fest. And, and I, we'll, we'll get into that, too, man, because that was quite the interesting experience, I'll say that. But uh, Kingman was a lot of fun, man. My buddy played some tunes, and he convinced me to get up on stage, do some comedy, and I did it, and it was like nobody was ready for comedy, so I only did it in front of like five people. <laughs> five people, wow. Yeah. Nick, by the way, that's Nick. Nick's with me right now. Oh, uh, hello. What's Thank up, you. Nick? What's going on, Mike? Now, did you do comedy after Hempfest? Or during- me, you just call me Mike? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm awkward. sorry, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> all, is, by the way, Nick's new, so is this, is this your first time on the radio? Inspiring radio. Uh, nice, yeah, all right. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. What would what'd you, what'd you ask? Uh, did you do comedy during the Hempfest or after the Hempfest? Yeah, they had, okay, the Hempfest was crazy because it was the first annual in Las Vegas. They don't even have medical weed in, in Nevada. And everybody was just smoking. Yeah, oh yeah. It was all over the place. So man. it's just rebellious. They'll make it legal something. They have to. It's yeah. Vegas. I mean, of all places, you know. Can if you everybody's not? that accepting of it and then you could just do it anywhere. Then, I, I would think, man. I mean, Vegas is the it's the capital of decadence, you know. You can do anything you want there except you can't get a prostitute. you got to go out of county limits, <laughs> which is weird to me, right? I mean, if you imagine if they had legalized prostitution in Las Vegas, there would be a full hotel Oh yeah, C- committed it, to it, it. and then you know a lot healthier too as well because they'd be yeah. you know constructed to the uh, you know like uh, testing. They you would, would think testing. Yeah, exactly. Like it'd be the Bring old west all over again. It'd be, it'd be the old west. Yeah, you'd have brothels and sal- uh, saloons popping up all over. Well, the saloons aren't a problem. Those no, are but you'd have you know where you go into the saloon and then you just go upstairs if you want your lady. Right. But, you know, I think that would that would end up being very popular again if it was legal. So I'm br- down for that. Bring back the old frontier. Yeah, right. <laughs> get a beer, I, I, play a poker game, go uh, get a prostitute. Why not, good. right? <laughs> so, I mean, and maybe have them deal the cards and say, you know what, when you're done dealing, we're going. Yeah, yeah right. that's it. <laughs> I, you know, that would be almost too good to be true, I think. I mean, but why not? You know, we're almost there anyway. What's the point of having these little, I don't know, laws or little things that just kind of you still have to work for that happiness, you know? Yeah, know. It's like, it's not quite there, but it is there. It's like, oh, you got to, oh, but yeah, you got to go three three hours away from here to get that done. Oh, man, I'm not going three hours away. If yeah, someone needs that, you know, why not let them have it? Well, that's fine. I, don't have, I have no problem with yeah, it. Yeah, it's not hurting anybody. No, no, yeah. it's not. And But it's, it's all about the moralistic um, values, I think, and standards people hold that they want everybody else to live by. Absolutely. And that's really, I think, the big rub we have in our country right now is that you have a, a, a large portion of people wanting it to be the way they want it to be, which is old school, old fashioned. You Prohibition, know. you know, just like alcohol and, you know, back then. Yeah. It didn't work legalizing it or illegalizing it. Right. It created a bunch of criminals. Yeah, exactly. Just like marijuana legal uh, <laughs> prohibitions doing yeah. right now. And it's sad to say, actually, most drugs, and I wouldn't 
be the first one to legalize cocaine or heroin or anything like that. It's hard to put that on a ballot. But it does uh, create criminals and poverty in the streets and things like that, too, of that nature. Of course it does. All that money would be saving on keeping it illegal. We could put it into health care or rehab if they're going to press that on us so much. You would think. (laughs) You would think, right? I think Colorado is trying to lead the way there because they make so much money right now off of their medical medical and recreational marijuana. They don't know what to do with it. Uh, Schools are reaping the rewards, you know. I mean, yes, rehab and stuff like that. But, you know, everyone says, oh, marijuana is, uh, you know, it's addictive. And it's just not. That's not. On a 16-year-old brain that doesn't know life, maybe. Yeah, keep it away from kids. Go ahead. Well, of course. You know, I mean, with the legal age of, what, 18, I guess they're they're saying. I mean, at at what point does that even matter anymore anyway? Why not just 16? I started when I was 12. Look at me now. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah, some kids would get lost in it if they uh, overwhelm, cut school, cut class. Society is already hard to get along with it back in the day. you need... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off, no but you know what you need? You need like a you need a, a marijuana starter course. Like if yeah, you're, like a if you're, kit. If you're going to start smoking weed, this is what you need. It's like a yeah. kit. <laughs> it comes with three papers. <laughs> you know, it comes with, um, I don't know, a DVD of cartoons. Right, it's like a driving school. If you want to smoke it, then you're going to have to take this particular course to learn about it. Yeah, I love that, man. I, let's let's come up with a starter kit for marijuana smokers, all right? So I'm thinking definitely candy. I'm thinking some Sour Patch Kids Fun and some, yeah. Some, some, yeah, some some kind Snickers. of Doritos. And Doritos. So you have, uh, your, you have your sour candies, you have your chocolate candies, and you have your... Your, I don't know, your chips. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> Basic munchy foods. There's yeah. always chips, right? Well, and Jack in the Box has a munchy menu now. Yes, I saw that. I've a seen that on menu. TV. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they're obviously adopting the fact that people are going to get the munchies. That, are you talking about the commercial where he's a puppet? Yeah, something like that. It's like some kind of commercial where they talk about they, they're advertising their munchy menu. Right. And I don't think they're trying to hide the fact that they're marketing towards the stoners. I, there's no doubt about it because Absolutely. the one where he's the puppet and he's explaining the box, he's like, if I peel this label off, I can win one of four, whatever. And the dude's on the couch go, if I peel this banana... A bananas in it, because <laughs> right, every stoner thinks they're intellectual, right? Right, and that's that, that's that's another big thing I have about that. Because at the Hemp Fest, you know, I I I like those. I think they're they're okay. I think are they necessary? I'm not quite sure because the only people that are going to them are stoners. Yeah. So you're not changing minds. You're preaching to the choir. What are you really getting done with these things? Nothing. You're giving a people awesome a time. chance to celebrate. Right, weed yeah. in a different manner than maybe normal. Yeah, that's really much what it is. It's a it's a gathering of stoners. Yeah. I mean, and again, the connotation of stoner is uh, is kind of demeaned in a lot of people's eyes. You know, people look at oh, you're a stoner, which means you're a slacker. You don't care. You're just not. You know, you're gonna just drift through life and not worry about anything. Um, yeah, there I, definitely is a stereotype out there. Yeah, right? but I don't understand why people are so mad about that. If people want to do that, let them people do that. Yeah, right. There's yeah. plenty for the rest of us. Yeah, I think it's an understanding of, you know, stoners aren't violent, so why not be happy that they're smoking a little weed instead of drinking a bunch of alcohol or snorting cocaine or something and, right. and then going out and destroying stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, God was on the Coke Fest I was at, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> that would have been a completely different ball game. But, you know, there are, I mean, you know, I don't know if I want to get down this path at, at this moment, but might as well, since we're here, the stoners are, there's different classifications of them. You know, right. there's people who smoke weed who don't, you know, wear the Bob Marley shirts yeah. and dread their hairs and walk around like they're the coolest stoners in the world. You know, I, I have a problem with stoners like that. I mean, I think they're cool. Because uh, right, it makes you look bad because you're not like that. Man. Well, let's say, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, well, you smoke hard. You know, I don't understand. Like, their mentality of, like, they're better stoners than me. 
<laughs> you know, like yeah. somehow you're a better stoner, you're a cooler stoner than I am. Because roots rig. I don't know yeah. why I haven't figured that part out yet. Faking Jamaican. You smoke yeah. harder than me. You get more <laughs> higher than me. Yeah. I mean, because at the point it's where like, you, yeah, it's like the hipster movement. You know where oh, you know yeah, we like this really cool music and we dress the right way. And you may like the same music, but you don't dress the right way, so you're not as cool. Yeah, as You us. don't like it for the same reasons that right. we like it. Yeah, yeah that's exactly we have a it. Blog. Yeah. Right. So you have this dissension between. You know, the marijuana movement yeah. of these true hardcore stoners, and then you have the people who really want to make a difference, the ones who have an agenda on their on their plate. Sure, you know, yeah. people who actually can make things happen. Yeah, there's the people who want to do something with it and about it, and right. then there's the people who like smoking it. Right, just make it legal. I'm happy. Fine, we're cool. I don't need to vote for anything. Just, and there's you know. been people in history to exudiate that. You know, like uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Big, big right. on weed. I mean, he was big on everything else, but a good artist, good right. sports writer, good everything, and intellectual at that point. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people are coming out of uh, the closet, I guess you could say, the marijuana closet, to come out and support it. You know, you get yeah. some big names. A lot of the uh, ex-UN yeah. uh, members are coming out and saying this is the, the war on drugs is ridiculous. More trouble than it's worth. Yeah, it's much more trouble, you know. And yeah. But yet you still have the the flash the, the lashback yeah. of people, and which is interesting is that the even governor of Colorado – called the voters of Colorado reckless for allowing recreational marijuana. Yeah. I I, I, you just screwed yourself out of votes, man. I wonder how many more marijuana smokers that they have, or is it the same number they're just making more? Because I wouldn't think it would create more or less. It's just if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and if you're not, you're not kind of thing. Well, they said in, in Amsterdam that the, uh, inc- the, the, the pot use of youngsters have decreased. Okay. It's as crime. And then you're even seeing it in Colorado's crime is decreasing, in the, at least within the last year. Ah. And it's like... Because I've heard in Amsterdam that now you have to be a citizen there to even uh, enjoy marijuana. They, you, you just can't go visit. Yeah, they were right. talking about that. I don't know if they've actually gone through that 100%. Yeah. Because that would really kill tourism. Yeah, and kill those stats too as well. As right. Yeah. <laughs> just keep those I mean? stats up, man. No, that's so true, man. I, I just, I don't know, man. The, you know, the, the, the Las Vegas Hemp Fest, the first annual, um, kind of met with a lot of disaster, especially yeah. with the performers. Sure. The, the bands were playing outside. I knew Property 6 was a band that played out there, and uh, I was watching them. There was some drama going on sure. with their set going on uh, going up um the comics were i was doing the comedy show was in a separate room but it was in a big kind of almost looks like a cafeteria right right like just the cafeteria room and it was echoey a lot of people were there were booths there so mm-hmm. people were talking so there's a lot of chatter going on mm-hmm. and we were on the stage with this crappy pa system you couldn't <laughs> hear honestly 20 feet from the stage Perfect if you were past 20 yeah. feet from the stage you couldn't hear it so wow. nobody even knew what was going on uh, and unless you were really up front, and this, it was just a really bad experience as far as a comic goes, getting up on stage. So there really wasn't anything there. I didn't have my name on the list, so that uh, really pissed no, me so off. It's like no one's paying attention at that point. <laughs> yeah, when I got to the when I got to the door, my name was not on the list, and I showed yeah. the dude the flyer that was made with my name on it. He's wow. like, oh nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> so my friend bought a ticket. He he got it outside the gate, so he got it for twenty bucks instead of thirty five bucks. <laughs> And we're still waiting, waiting, waiting. I couldn't get a hold of the dude that I needed to get a hold of. And my friend's like, just take my ticket and yeah. go in. And if you can get me back in, that's cool. I'll just go to Fremont Street and hang out. I'm like, fine. So I went in. Turns out I ended up getting a couple free passes. And I called him up. He came back and got him in. But we still had to pay 20 bucks to get in. Yeah, right. That's bull. 
<laughs> bullshit. That's what it is. And paying pay perform. That's like paying your dues, right there. Well, right? look, I, mean, I don't. I don't mind. Look, I can always say that I played the first Las Vegas Hempfest. There you go. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. on that, which is fine. Um, I made a good enough impression. Where I don't know if the Vegas Hempfest wants me back, but I'm sure there's a couple other clubs that want, m- might want me back, which yeah, is really right. cool. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the other thing about the the marijuana culture, which kind of that turns me off is, uh, you know, you have your hip hop, you have your reggae. Yeah. And then, you know, musically wise, where you're, the hip hop, they scare me, man. Yeah. <laughs> they scare you. Know, being high and being stoned is supposed to be, you're cool, dude. Relax, chill out. But these guys want to <laughs> kill intense. somebody. Yeah, they're intense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. It's, it's uh, almost know. the opposite of what weed's supposed to do. Right, exactly. That's my whole point is like, you're going to put this whole hemp, uh, hemp fest together and it's going to be majority hip hop artists. You're going to be drawing in, not the crowd I think you want. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to impress people. You're, you don't want to have. That's the thing, you know. You're trying to impress people. You don't want to have Cheech and Chong all over the place. And well, I love Cheech and Chong. That's why you're calling it a hemp fest and not a marijuana festival. Well, okay, if you want to separate in that direction? Yeah, you, yeah. You know, I don't know. That may that may be part of the whole naming of it. Is that well, if we can disguise this as a hemp festival instead of a celebration of marijuana. But what's the point? Might as well just call it a celebration it's, of marijuana. That's, that's and, what and I mean. hemp doesn't you know, even get you high. That's, what, that's who's coming to those things, is, is the people who smoke weed, not the people who are interested in you know, getting hemp out to the world and you know, talking about how great it is as a product and things that we can, you know, something we can use as an alternative to other uh, materials that we may have. Right. So, I mean, well, again, it's just preaching to the choir. You're bringing up the people who agree with what you're doing. Yeah, so you're yeah. not changing minds. Yeah. You might get a few new voters because they were registering for uh, legalization there in Nevada. Of course, I couldn't sign that, but um, it it was interesting. They had a lot of booths. There was a lot of um, vendors there. They had the Miss Hemp Las Vegas contest, which was interesting. Um, (laughs) I'm trying trying to rack my brain. I was... Like marijuana bikinis and Believe it or not, I... I only got stoned once oh, really? that yeah, whole time Memphis. I was there. I was very disappointed, yeah. I, I smoked all my weed prior to the event going on. So when I got there, I'm like, oh, I have no problem, right? Yeah. Nothing. I couldn't find anybody until I ended up with uh, Property 6, and they were doing a song with Sendog from Cypress Hill. Yeah. Yeah, so he was there. So we're oh, all, okay. we're, I got in that circle. Yeah, <laughs> so right. So we're smoking some. Sounds like a good circle to be in. It was a great circle to be in. I mean, I'm not going to lie. But that was it. Other well, than that, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, come on, somebody else. Dude, it should be like all over the place. And it was, but I. Uh, See, Cypress Hill was that original like hip hop weed culture that some, was when, right. when like a rap was kind of goofy. Are, right. Yeah. Selfish stoners, I think. Are, oh, I think we lost. Uh, sounds like we lost somebody. I'm still on. Yo. Yes. Carl, we can't hear you. I'm here. I can't hear myself. I'm here. That's the problem. Yeah, me either. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's play a tune. Let's get Locos, the tunes, Property 6 featuring Sendog from Cypress Hill. We'll jam this. We'll talk more about my weekend over at Vegas. There's still more because it was that fun of a weekend. And we'll discuss uh, drugs. We got porno music or not today. Some new stuff from them, which absolutely makes no sense because it's a game that I play. So it's new stuff from me. I'm not high, by the way. Let's play some music. Give me the drugs. I wrote this one for my rasa. Let's get loco. 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 Let's get loco
say that in their lifetime.
music from Vex, Handbook for the Powerless. It's music from Phoenix, Arizona, right here on Going Global with Gas Man on the VoiceAmerica.com variety channel. Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time, we go live, and then you can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, and also, on, again, at VoiceAmerica.com, the variety channel. Just search Going Global with Gas Man. The song was really good. Yeah, you like that, man. Yeah, yeah I dig those guys a lot. And they kind of get into that metal sound, but they're really not a metal band. They're more yeah. of a, a, I don't even know what to explain. How to, I heard the vocals definitely. Uh, yeah, DL's a great dude. Metal, He's, yeah. They put on a really cool show as well. And yeah. I would uh, definitely encourage you to check out Vex. It's just V-E-X. And it's uh, great music. You just heard a little bit of it right there. And then if there's a band that you guys listen to, you know, whoever's listening to us here at VoiceAmerica.com, I know we have listeners in Vietnam. Yeah, really? Yeah, we nice. got listeners in Germany and England and Canada. I mean, all over the place. I know you guys know bands. I know you know some music. So let us know what they are. Send me an email, Kevin at withgas.com. Now, there's two S's there, with gas. Uh, dot com Kevin at and let me know send me those emails and say hey guys you should play this band this is a really cool uh, up and coming band I like to play the uh, DIYs do it yourselfers yeah. bands that are on their own that are helping themselves get to where they need to be because right now music is so spread out there's so many avenues of music to get your uh, yeah, so fix. many different styles the local startups yeah they definitely uh, yeah but the thing is there. it's so much tougher because back in the day. I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm curious now. I just kind of caught myself in, uh, in uh, something here because when music was starting back in the day, it was very tough to make it to that level. Sure, yeah. And now everyone can do it on their own. Yeah. It almost makes it equally as tough because there's so much out there to choose from. Where do you get, where do you get it from? Well, yeah, yeah, where do you start kind of thing. Like, right. Everybody has Pro Tools. Everybody's got uploading. Everybody's got the, right. the Facebook and YouTubes and everything. You can see their live shows, see their music. Yeah, Carl? Well, the industry is more saturated now. So even though the technology is better and you can make your own stuff much more easier, you're competing with you know, many, many more individuals who want to make it in the music business than maybe you were in the past because not everybody had the ability to get it done. Well, that, that's very true. And, but the avenues of getting your music released you know, through radio or television or movies was very few back then. You know, there was only a handful of people that had that control. Yeah, that's much more easily done these days, I think, is the smaller independent artist has a, an easier time maybe licensing their music out to commercials or right. uh, different things like that. Man, it has changed. I'll just yeah. say that much. The music industry has changed, and I don't know if they know how to handle it. No, definitely. And they, yeah, they just got to keep plugging away on stage and just grow a fan base by their uh, live is, music. And then they'll, they'll gain the popularity that way. And then, of course, you can go online and enjoy them after you like them. Right. So you mean traveling. Yeah. You mean going to yeah. different cities and, and building up a fan base the old-fashioned way. Club to club to club. That's it's how you probably get back to those days. Well, back, yeah. in the, back in the day, though, you know, you had one single hit the radio, boom, that, yeah. you were golden. You blew up. Yeah, you blew up, man. That was it. it. I think yeah. in today's world, you know, it's it's on the musician obviously to to market themselves and get their brand out there. But I think as as people who listen to music, we have a much you know we have a lot more ways to to find out where the good music is beyond what the world is giving us. You know what Hollywood or the music industry yeah. wants us to hear. There's so much more out there. You just have to be willing to go find it. Yeah. So that's what going global with gas, man. We're our, right? our own little area of on the internet where you can find some great music. That's basically all I wanted to say. <laughs> well, that's what yeah, that's what's appreciated is is music that you're not hearing in the mainstream. Like you're saying, people who are doing it on their own, writing right. their songs, producing their own music, right. getting out there on the road and and 
letting people hear it. And that's the difference is because even there's a lot of bands out there, they all have a song here and there, but like when you see a band actually touring, putting their shirts together and having something of a resemblance of a real band and it's yeah. going to travel, that, that yeah. is the reward of that is being played on the radio. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's other stations I know that I've used to be on that were, you know, play anything didn't matter. But, um, you know, nowadays, you know, I like to reward the bands that are working hard for themselves is kind of what this show is all about. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you are going global with Gasman. My name is Kevin Gasman, hanging out with you until 3 p.m. Pacific time. Carl, the intern, is in the other room, and Nick is with me. Who yeah. is Nick? Nick is uh, an aspiring comedian. Yeah, a I nobody. Say, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, connected with Nick through a uh, female friend of ours yeah. who uh, said that you wanted to get involved with a little more radio and sure. wanted to see what's, what this was all about. So yeah, and I love the setup here and everything like that. And uh, it's a yeah. So I thought I'd drop cool you in here, yeah. throw you in the fire, and see what happens, man. Um, so I was, we were talking about Vegas. We got into the whole uh, deal on the Hemp Fest and everything no, like that. Yeah. Uh, it was like I said, it was it was a good time, but it could have been better. Yeah, well, maybe as it progresses and uh, people go, they'll have more. I mean, definitely when medical marijuana does get legal. Right. But that's but, a good point because yeah. this was the first one you said. Right. So yeah. there's lots of things to learn when you do a festival for the first time, and generally the ones after that are probably going to be better. But the problem is is that there have been festivals prior to this one, so why aren't you learning from those <laughs> festivals? That's, that's a incredibly, an incredibly good point as well. Why aren't you paying attention to what's going first. on around you? I don't, I don't, yeah, because, I mean, everyone's saying that they, they, they dropped the ball on this, they dropped the ball on that, and blah, 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 this yeah. and that. So... Um, yeah, lesson learned, I guess, and we'll find out because a lot of the performers were very unhappy with how it went down. And, um, I, and I don't know if you do it the next Hempfest, how do you, you reach out to the people that wouldn't have been there in the first place? You, they're yeah. not going to go. Well, yeah, they're, if it was that not. bad, how are you going to get return well, customers? Well, yeah, right. I mean, especially if you're in your mid 40s or 50s and you're you, maybe you just got on medical marijuana, you never had it before, and you're going to go to this Hempfest and you're going to see nothing but thugs. And and burnouts, yeah. <laughs> basically rolling around. And look, I'm one. Yeah. I'm a burnout. Yeah. I've, <laughs> whatever, it's all good. But I'm just saying, it's not a good example to set when yeah. you're trying to show everyone that this that we're not part of the uh, the. Um, I don't well, know. I the think stereotype. You have, you have yeah, to yeah, draw that you know, every day. That. And you should probably just keep going to Hemp Fest. And then by 20 years from now, you can say, man, yeah, I was there since the early days right. when we stunk and this <laughs> place was crap. Yes. So I just keep, and then you can get the tattoo and everything, you know. I have to Hemp maintain. Fest 2014, man. I'm going to be there for the next 100 <laughs> Hemp Fests, what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Carl, your, your microphone dropped out on us. Oh, yeah, no worries. Can't hear you right now. No. Carl, don't touch the mic. Carl, don't <laughs> leave me. <laughs> so Vegas was uh, really fun, though. I had a good time, and Saturday night was the night because I was there all day for the Hemp Fest on Saturday. I was outdoors. I'm walking around. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't high, so I was just getting burned by the sun. Yeah, there I was go. getting burned out. And by the, <laughs> by the time it was done at 7 o'clock, I was so, like, exhausted. My friend's like, let's go get a steak dinner. I'm yeah. like, hell yeah. yeah so we got this killer prime rib yeah. off, the, uh, off the old strip near Fremont Street. Yeah. And after that, it was the night just rolled into some amazingness right there because I needed a drink. Yeah. And we went and bought a bottle of rum. Oh, nice. Yeah, Bacardi Gold. (laughs) Fear and Loathing style, right? It was the the pint ones. (laughs) Yeah. So I gave my friend about a third of it, and I just pounded the rest. Nice. Got the night rolling. Yeah. Went out to see a good friend of ours play out at the Double Down Bar, and they're called Burn This for a Friend. It's punk rock music, pop punk, and a lot of fun. Had a great time. 
ended up going back to the stratosphere after that show and then we ran into andy dick oh nice (laughs) (laughs) it was so awesome man i couldn't believe it my roommate saw he's like dude that's andy dick i'm like get the fuck out of here man. he's a crazy character i've never met him before personally he was he was wild yeah he's very wild and he's probably got about 10 years on me yeah, and so he's a little older. Yeah. Yeah, 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 a little bit older. Although his blonde hair might look, you know, gray in some light, but it's like he—the first words out of his mouth were, "You got any coke?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I couldn't tell if that was a joke or if that was like he really wanted. But it's it. Andy Dick, so you can get to go, "Oh, Andy!" Right, exactly. <laughs> so I, I felt it's like such a weird, like, like fan guy that I walked up to him, and this guy's got—you know—he's done a lot of cameos. He's done yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. Well known for a lot of things. He's and a very no, talented guy. So yeah, he's very funny. Yeah. And the first thing out of my mouth was, like, I, I go, I like what you've done. I know you've done a lot of things, but your role in Road Trip was, yeah, that was funny. phenomenal. Yeah. And I played on my radio show all the time. And, yeah. and all he's like, oh. And then he leaned up and gave me a kiss on the cheek. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I got kissed by Andy Dick. <laughs> there you are, Carl. You back? Yeah, I don't know what's no, going you're on. Not back, I'm Carl. not even touching Carl. this darn Carl, thing. Carl, stop touching the mic. I'm yeah, lost right? without you, Carl. I know we lost you. We we <laughs> came in here ourselves from the microphone, so we're just hopefully we're on the air. Um, that was at three o'clock in the morning, though, on Saturday yeah. or Sunday morning. That's know. the time to see Andy Dick. Too, <laughs> well. So I mean, that's when you're prepared for it. That right. Nothing else can happen, and then Andy a Dick. So yeah, right exactly. There. there he is <laughs> at, at, at the stratosphere, no less. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Carl, play with that microphone, man. Hey, can you hear me now? Can't hear you. Can't hear me. I have unplug no idea. it and plug it back in. That's killing me because I like to hear myself in my ears when I'm talking. <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm not talking to anybody right now. But you are going global gas. I can assure you that it's one thirty-nine on the Saturday afternoon. We have another hour plus to go. Next hour, we'll hit up some porno music or not. We'll talk drugs as well. There's a lot of news in the in the drug world. Um, cops are in the big news. Ebola is in the big news. Uh, I wrote down a bunch of stuff in my news. Clowns. I heard about that, like a gang of clowns walking around California or whatnot. Yeah, there's yeah. something going on. Clowns are losing their popularity. Oh, popularity. Thank well, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank fucking God. Yeah. <laughs> They're losing the popularity. I never liked clowns. No, I don't like clowns I never either. liked yeah. them. We, we had a clown when I was growing up that was similar to the clown in Poltergeist. Remember Poltergeist? Yeah, the evil clown that, uh, that scared the little boy. With the long arms yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. We, we had a clown that was like a life-size doll yeah it was the creepiest thing Ugh, i still have nightmares all right let's play a tune we'll fix uh mr carl the intern's microphone this is unlawful generation it is from burn this for a friend music from phoenix arizona we caught them in, in uh, vegas on saturday night you guys are gonna dig them right now check them out we'll be back
Uh, Eric, we're, we're talking about potholes right now, okay? It's not potholes you need to worry about. It's potheads. I know what these people are talking about. Black Moods here on Going Global Gas Man here and somebody to save us here. It's your Saturday night and uh, or afternoon, wherever you're at. You are going global with Gas Man here. And by the way, um, Black Moods going to be jamming over at the Oktoberfest at the Salt River Fields in Scottsdale, Arizona at 5 o'clock tonight. So if you are in Phoenix, Arizona, I would highly encourage you to check them out because they are a really cool band. They have a lot of energy on stage. And uh, Josh, they were in the studio, by the way, a few weeks ago. 
probably about a month ago now. But if you can check out that show over at VoiceAmerica.com and the Variety Channel, you can uh, look up the archives of the Black Moods. And we are uh, happy to have them on the program. They're really cool dudes. Three dudes. Nice. Three-piece band. I might go check that Oktoberfest out, too, as well. Yeah, it's in Scottsdale. There's like everywhere is October. You know what's funny is the original yeah. Oktoberfest is in September. Really? Yeah, <laughs> the, in Germany. In preparation? Yeah, yeah. it's in it's in, uh, it's in September. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And here, because it's Oktoberfest, we have to go October. Yeah, I know. We got it. Yeah. It's America. <laughs> we do it our way. <laughs> Why do they call it Oktoberfest if it's not in October? <laughs> Um, all right, well, uh, we're here for you until uh, another hour plus to go. Next hour, we'll hit up some drug code, porno music or not. I got a lot of, a lot of news in the world of drugs we'll talk about as well. And uh, I, I want to get into um, the cops. A lot of bad cops lately. A lot of bad cops happening. Yeah. Um, of course, you had the, the, um, the big shooting uh, about what, a month ago now in, in, in uh, Missouri. Yeah, with the Ferguson. Ferguson, right. Yeah. And then we had another shooting at almost nearby Ferguson yeah. not too long ago. Yeah, we just they just had another one, and he uh, he died, right? He got shot and he got killed. Yeah. Yeah, with the Ferguson riots and bad cops and whatever like that, too, as well. Uh, man, there's like there's two oppositions to those riots in Ferguson, you know what I mean? They got You got the cops and you got the people, and then you got the media twisting it over and uh, making a story and possibly creating those situations themselves, you know? Yeah. Well, there's always, like you said, two sides, you know? Yeah. I just saw somebody with the story about the, the black guy in the car who the cop busted the window out yeah. and then tased him. Wow. You haven't seen that one? No. Yeah. No. Uh, Carl knows, uh, but we can't hear Carl because some, <laughs> something's wrong with the microphone. Um, <laughs> Can you hear me now? So we'll have to figure that out. Um, yeah, just keep playing with that microphone, Carl. The, the cord good. in the back and unplug it, plug it back in. And yep. and the cord that microphone is attached to, plug that one in as well. We love technical difficulties. Usually it's on my end that the problem is happening, but I'm not to blame for this right now. But it's funny with the the guy who got, um, well, it's not funny, but with the guy who got um, tased and pulled out of the car and everything, you know, other people are posting up on Facebook now. Um, well, people judge to jump to conclusions. We didn't even heard half the story, the, yeah. you know, on why, you know, everyone just hates cops so much. Yeah. I was like, you, uh, regardless, you can't justify it. It's the Rodney King beating all over again. Yeah, it's like, you just right, can't yeah. justify that kind of beating. Not anymore, how can no. you? I don't care how violent this guy is. He's on the ground. There's five of you. Stop. Yeah, it does get, get a little over excessive as far as, it, it, even if you, uh, already detained the guy if you already detained a guy just leave him alone you know put him in the back of the car you would think but yeah. these cops they get so excited they get lost in the adrenaline right. but isn't that part of the training i don't know if beating somebody <laughs> and kicking him in the head is a part of a training at all or anything like that as far as the cops go yeah but mm -hmm. uh they definitely you know train with combat and everything like that to uh to to get the perp down, but I don't think uh, after you have the perp down, you have to keep beating them. I don't think that's in the training. Right, but I, sometimes they feel like they can get away with it because it's in the mo it's in the moment. They get it out where sure. they can before, you know, because if they just randomly pull somebody off the street and beat the crap out yeah. of them. Everybody that's, that's ever teased them in their life, they're kicking right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, like, right? <laughs> that's so true, it's, and it's a sad truth, man. That's yeah. what it is. Um, all right, Carl, are you there? I can, we can't hear you, but uh, we can hear ourselves, which is good. Try the other microphone, Carl. Remember the other microphone? Yeah, how about now? There we go. We can there hear you there. Carl. There you uh. go. Yeah, I I, I'm sorry, man. I've, I've unplugged and plugged in. I'm Carl, the intern, you're fired. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> what's going on over here. No, it's all good, man. No worries. I, you know, the thing is, is I, 
I sometimes don't care. You guys are coming through <laughs> loud and clear, by the way. Well, that's good. It's good. Sometimes when you're doing a show, you want to hear yourself in the in the earphones because I don't care what you say, Carl. I'm nothing without you. <laughs> Get on the mic. <laughs> So I know, Carl, you, you were kind of uh, hot on the subject. We were talking about putting up a new uh, segment on the show called Air It Out. And uh, do you have anything to air out on this one with the cops? I mean, this is, you know, smashing a window and tasing somebody with, like, a, the family in the car still. It's like, yeah. where are these cops coming from? And, and why aren't they policing the situation instead of, you know, uh, you know, policing the situation means to look at it and go, is it worthy of my need to do something like this yeah. or is it not? Exactly. And they're not doing that. They go, they jump right to the conclusion of this guy's got a gun, I'm going to shoot him and end the story. And it's, I, I don't know why these cops are, I mean, why they're so on edge. I mean, I can understand, you know, not a lot of us liking them, but for real, it's like, the, the, you have to chill out, man. You got to make us respect you again, and you're just not. And, in fact, we're getting less respect, and that's going to turn into something really crappy pretty soon. Well, I think there's the, the mentality that they go into the stops with. You know, are you really thinking about, one, protecting yourself, but, two, you don't have to be so overly protective that you're ready to shoot somebody or taste somebody right on the spot. You know? Right, and, and always for the, the kill shot. Yeah, you, you know, be be. Obviously, you need to be aware and be careful. And like you're saying, police the situation as you're going into it. But that doesn't mean to go overboard. And like you're saying, also, go for the kill shot because the guy reached back in the car to get his license or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, they're so on edge. And that it's, it's, it's just the opposite of where they need to go if they're going to calm this country down. I mean, right now, we're so hyped up. You know, Ebola scare and ISIS and, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. And I almost feel like the, the media... Is is ramping it up a little bit extra? Yeah, they have to definitely have to have a story with it, so right. like in order to get ratings, because no one cares about news anymore. Right. It's all the same. If you just have the story, then no one's gonna watch. So yeah, they hype it up. I mean, that guy on CNN walked around thinking he found a rubber bullet when it was a uh, uh, like a ear protector. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, I missed yeah. that. Just a rubber bullet, just because that's in the news, right? And you can already see right there how full of crap he is. Right. Just like, oh yeah, somebody on Twitter, and then he tweeted it out and kind of thing. Like there, that. There's a video of a German of a German um, journalist who had been working in the media forever, and he came out and he said, you know, I don't care anymore, man. The, the media has been lying to you forever, mm-hmm. and you know, and there's videos out there of the same story throughout like 30 different newscasts in different state and cities across the country and they all have the same start of the story you know yeah. so uh, there's no spring in the in the what was the story um it looks like the easter bunny is gonna lose its spring <laughs> to the economy and like everybody had the same it was like word for word verbatim it was yeah. crazy to hear that and you got to wonder now like why are 30 different cities and newscasts Leading off the story with the same exact yeah. sentence, and why is TMZ the uh, the source of, of a lot of uh, of news stories too as yeah. well? TMZ you know I mean? is it's it's revolting <laughs> to be honest with you. It's disgusting. Although they yeah. they did break that uh, the seventh heaventh guy story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, <laughs> the, the callings. Yeah, there, there's a certain sensationalism that the news and the the TMZs of the world provide to the American public. Yeah, and it comes off of, and it might be our fault because it comes off of a lot of people wanting to tear somebody down. Well, of course it is. I think that's human yeah. nature. And I th- the problem I have with the TMZ, look, nobody's in the streets clamoring for more TMZ. Nobody's in the streets yeah. wanting to hear about Justin Bieber or anybody else. Nobody wants that. They just give it to us. It just happens. And then, and then we get attached to that, and that's what it is. The news the other day, um, and here in Phoenix, Arizona, I really wish I had a copy or audio of it, but I didn't get it. I uh, can't remember what, what station it was. I think it was ABC Channel 15 out here. 
and they were talking about whatever it was. And then breaking news, mm-hmm. the Arizona Coyotes have finally got a manager for the team <laughs> or an owner. <laughs> breaking news, though. <laughs> that's the most exciting news in Arizona. Segment, huh? it, it, breaking news. And that's, my, that's the whole the crux of the situation here, isn't it? It's the fact that you're utilizing this word or this, this what used to be something that would really grab your attention to go, uh-oh, what's going on? Yeah. Some shit's about to go down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't worry, Kaidi fans. We breaking, finally got a manager. Yeah, breaking yeah. news. How about yeah. just? Uh, I would just say new news. Yeah. Here's some new news. Breaking news scares me. And or used per- to. That person watching that news break couldn't name the goalie. <laughs> like, like they didn't even. Know. I don't even. Know. Oh, there was a there was a report a long time ago that called Jake Plummer, Jack Plummer. Yeah, Jack. I'm like, Plummer. oh my god, I, did no. I just hear that? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's inexcusable. Is yeah. what it is. But to use breaking news, I mean, and I love the Coyotes. I'm going tonight. The game's tonight. They're yeah. playing the LA Kings, which is my team, so I'm excited to go. But it's not breaking news, and it's the boy who cried wolf. There's yeah. that syndrome going on. The Ebola scare is, yeah. is that. I mean, it's, you know, one guy jokes about it on a plane, and now you got guys wrapped in hazmat suits rolling around the, the – uh, <laughs> Is that something Well, you know, I read about, about that, <laughs> and they say that incoming people, incoming citizens from, you know, traveling from – West African countries are going to be examined for possible um, symptoms. Yeah. And if they refuse, the article said that the government will quarantine them for up to three weeks wow. if they refuse to be examined for possible Ebola systems. You know what? I, 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 I don't have a problem with that. I don't either. <laughs> I don't have shut down the planes and we don't have to do that. Why are we still <laughs> getting planes from <laughs> fucking Africa? Yeah. That's what I want to know, yeah. man. It's what the hell is going on? Why are African planes still landing in America? Why have they? Why have they been? Yeah, keep why the planes that that have medicine on there and everything like that, so we can get those back and forth. But shut down commercial flights. Yeah. Commercial flights. Shut there. down Africa. Yeah. Shut the, <laughs> shut shut down the country Africa. down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? That's it. You know we're gonna quarantine everybody for a year. We pretended to until this, too long yeah. until this eradicates itself. <laughs> And then we'll continue life as is. Yeah, people are thinking this is the zombie apocalypse starting, you know, that the, the nation's going to be affected with this Ebola virus, and then people are going to start rising from the dead, and uh, you know, here goes everything. You know what, though, Carl? If, if there ever is a zombie apocalypse, man, I'll tell you what, the, the majority of Americans would survive because they don't have brains to eat. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, idiocracy will be coming true. There's He's no doubt about He that. seems completely normal. I, uh, yeah, the yeah, idiocracy. I don't know if a great movie. It's it's, well, it's it a good movie. Great, but it was a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Your volume's a little low, by the way. It's a dumb movie with great points. There you like, go. Great yeah. points. There I watch go. it for that. That the art, the writing in there. Uh, Mike yeah. Judge. Yeah, he's a he's a genius when it comes to that stuff. Um, just a little bit more on uh, America. Uh, <laughs> uh, here in Phoenix, we had a cop shot in the head. Uh, yeah. In the face off of uh, Highway 17 a couple yeah, days ago, the other day, yeah. bunch of kids in a car, and the uh, car apparently was uh, like was too tinted was yeah. the reason why I got pulled over, and the kid, they just was a shootout, and the the kid shot the kid the guy in the face, the cop, he's alive, he's gonna probably not want to be alive after what what happened, and then I guess other cops got shot at. Maybe even hit. I'm not quite wow. sure. I can't remember the story, but uh, I think they, they caught a couple of them. They're still looking for about three more. Man, when I hear that, the headline is all I want to read. I mean, it's so depressing. And because you read the story and you can actually see how they may, and I'm not accusing them of manipulating it, but may manipulate, but uh, but excluding who, what the shooter looks like or even his name or anything like that. We get no information. 
Uh, but if it's the other way around, if it was a cop shooting about somebody else, we would definitely hear about that too as well. Sure. So, well, I mean, yeah, there's a cop shot at somebody, what have you. But yeah. uh, when a cop gets hit, that's that's yeah. the no-no. Yeah, and it kind of makes no-no. it hard because then a legit story like this that should get attention gets a bad name from all that. Right, because everybody's going to be like, oh, well, cops, you know, we'll screw them because what they've been doing in yeah. you know, Missouri and, and, we're, and everywhere else around the, the, the country. Yeah. And then when the actual honest, heinous situation, as it may be, but a right. legit story sure. just gets Well, and then you think about the stories about, you know, the cops that are going up and choosing to fire before yeah. they figure out what's going on. Well, that's the thing we're talking about is the fact that, you, you know, when cop. you have a legitimate story, like yeah. the cops actually doing their job and then right. getting shot at, which is, in my opinion, bullshit, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's tough, you know, because yeah. you know, that is putting your life on the line. But either, like I say, with all these other bad cop stories, you, you, you're not going to get the sympathy, I think, as much as you would. No. Yeah, nah. the, the, the scales have turned in the other direction. Right. So the sympathy is, is waning. It is waning. And the thing is, is w- what can cops do about this? Do they need more sensitivity training? Um, do they need to, you know, buy more car seats for moms they find on the street? You know, because that story about That's a cop a cool who one. found a, a mom with no baby car seat and he ended up going buying one for her. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot, I like to see a lot more of that. I mean, I, right now we're at a point where we fear police as opposed to being like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You're here to protect me. But sure, you know yeah. what? You're probably not. It's become a sarcastic uh, well, Right. They're, they're that, there right. to make sure, you know, like I used to feel comfortable around cops. Yeah. And now I know that this cop can turn around and, and, and fuck my life up. Yep. I think the public service or servant, public servant image is gone. You know, I think the phrase you know, is gone, public yeah, servant. Because originally, you know, that's what cops were for. They were public servants who in, enforced the law when needed. And now you, people don't think of them like that. They think of them as the enemy. Yeah, there is no beat cops anymore walking around with a baton. And yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. You, know, that, you know why like, they used to call them cops, right? No. No. It was because the badge was out of copper. Ah, okay. Uh, end of story. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you learn something new <laughs> when you go global with gas, <laughs> let's man. Let's bring back those days. Uh, let's bring back, well, that's enough of uh, the lowdown on that stuff, man. It's just some sad news, man. You it's know, like just the media really uh, it, it pushing the emotions of fear in us, yeah. knowing that, oh, my God, next time anybody's, I mean, are, do you freak out when someone sneezes now in public? Yeah, right now, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was in Vegas last week, man. It was mind-blowing. <laughs> I kept, because, you know, like I have a thing about um, when people walk, they carry a breeze with them. Yeah, and this breeze carries your smell of the day, right? <laughs> so carrying so smell, I, yeah. I call it well, it's called walking wind. Okay. All right, yeah. so and when I know I'm coming up on some walking wind, I got to hold my breath going through it. You know what I'm saying? So I, when I'm out, Vegas is a lot of fucking walking wind, yeah. man. There's a lot of walking wind, and I was like, I just had to eat it. I was like, you know what? Screw it, man. <laughs> so I can't, I can't. I have to breathe. Yeah. So I, I, had, to, I had to like, you know. He, hear somebody cough or sneeze somewhere and I would just do an about face and turn just, the other yeah, way turn, get that out or, or dodge something I, I don't get anywhere downwind of this cough or sneeze uh, you're white you'll, you'll be cured of Ebola if, <laughs> if it happens it's fine because we're white <laughs> yeah <laughs> is, that, is that your uh, plan well that was, the, uh, that was the big news story right it was um, uh, the people that have died in America that had Ebola uh, the, or, uh, two people got cured and they were white, and the one person that died was black. <laughs> so. <laughs> so this correlation's already <laughs> coming up for that? Oh, yeah. It's uh, already that, out that's there. That's hilarious. I'm not scared of it. I think it's bullshit. I mean, yeah. it's it's just, uh, I, like I said, I think it's the last gasp effort of our media to rein us in 
under control because I think they feel they're losing control, and this Definitely. is something that, in my opinion, they're going, they're freaking out, going, all right, let's just let's give them the Ebola, let's give them the ISIS, let's give them yeah. whatever else we can give them. So they uh, on us. You know what's that, Carl? So they start relying on the government again. Well, that's what they want. You know, you they know? want us to be nice little sheep to obey, and that's just not going to happen. Well, and they do it by fear mongering. Right, right, and this is we are, we're in a big fear. Um, and it, it, whether it coincides with Halloween, I don't know if that's on purpose or not. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's ramped up right now, man, and everyone's on high alert, and uh, it's and it's not cool. And we need to chill down a little bit. So let's do that. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk some drugs. That'll cool us down a little bit, but maybe not because there's some stupid people in the news. Might speed us up. But porno music or not will help us out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're on high alert. Oh, wordplay. <laughs> All right, here's, uh, oh yeah, this band. <laughs> it's Josh Heinrichs. Um, that one band with the guitar. No, Josh Heinrichs is an amazing vocalist, man. He's got this song, it's called One Loves, featuring Skill and Ja. Check this out. It's ja. reggae music as we'll wrap up the rest of the show with some of this music coming up here on Going Global with Gas. Man. Yeah, man, we will look and tell them this is the Uno Dos Combo. Josh and Skillibango, worse when we link up with the Ganja Fumbo. You know we're rougher than Rambo, bad and commando, running through more grass in the fields at Lambo. Yeah, man, we will look and tell them stay. Man, it's time! One love, Ganja is the healing of the nation. One love, smoke it to the end of my days. And one love, Ganja is the healing of the nation. We And take the violence out of song in it We singing but crying on a nick A song we don't know wrong in it The cushion all the smoking All the bread with all the lamb in it Report on the cannabis Article analysis Herbalist journalist Blazing hotter than the furnaces Enough things change But one thing is permanent Ganja records is number one in a tournament One love Ganja is the healing of the nation One love Smoking to the end of my days And one love Blaze it in the taxi, no afraid of the cabbie Tired of police and we tired of the squaddy That's why I'm doing anything for get a good meditation Me work 9 to 5, I need a weed vacation Like an herbalist, me have a one intention Feet up on the weed like that on me pension Love me fat, flip, slim, slip, ugly, good looking, split Chronic, I feel like it, I feel like when me I get sick Chocolate Tell them that we like it Get straight to the point We know we be ignited Brother say one love Ganja is the healing of the nations One love Smoke it to the end of my days And one love Ganja is the healing of the nation We legalize the earth That's what we're hoping One love Ganja is the healing of the nation One love Smoke it to the end of my days And one love Ganja is the healing of the nation We
till they bang in it Chief in and we chong in it Free up the vibes and take the violence out of slang in it We sing in Bokran and a nick a song without no wrong in it They push the purpose gunk and all the red with all the lamb in it Report from the cannabis, article analysis Verbalist, journalist, blazing hotter than the furnaces Nothing change, but one thing is permanent Contraricus number one in a
Every song is good to the last drop. As I just spoke, waited <laughs> to the last drop. Uh, that's the the band Jaffe's Descent, Ergo Via V. They have a brand new album out, and it is a, a double album, and it's really cool. It's called um, Christopher Robin. And if you know that name, Christopher Robin, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, yeah. so it's a whole concept album around that. Oh, really? Yeah. Around the Winnie the Pooh thing. Yeah. yeah, they have a song called Owl. It's cool, man. Wow. Yeah, I like these guys, man. They're playing uh, the Apache Lake Music Festival. It's a big weekend of music out at Apache Lake coming up in a couple of weeks. And if you are in the area, you should check that out. It's a great weekend of music, and all the local bands go out and uh, jam out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, a good time. Yeah, you know, we have a lot of fun shows. We just had the Tempe uh, Summer Ends Festival a couple of weeks ago. Of course, the storm rained it out, and they had to move it inside. Oh, man. Which was disaster. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Carl, did you go to any of the shows? Uh, I did not, um, but I remember here. Being here during the storm, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Saturday. I was like, oh, man, I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, we were here, Carl, for the show. Yes. And we like, I think that at around almost about this time, the storm came in. And from this time for, for about, what, 40 minutes, maybe half an hour? It was incredible. The wind and the rain. And, I mean, it was like coming down sideways. There was, I remember going out to the parking lot, seeing trees blown over. It was insane. And being yeah. in Arizona, you don't know what to do. With any of that, with any of the wind or anything, you're just stuck. Well, it just comes so fast. It's, yeah. it hits, it hits, it's a hit and run, basically. But, yeah. I mean, it absolutely destroyed everything that was outside. And you can imagine this whole park of just, you know, thousands of people. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, not prepared for it. It's yeah. not prepared right because <laughs> it'll blow over. It'll yeah. blow over. It won't last very long. We'll be fine I think by I saw a picture here. of the, the festival on the Saturday after the storm blew through and the picture, the whole lighting rig from the main stage had fallen over from the wind. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, nobody was on stage. Yeah. They had all evacuated pri- uh, previously, but still, I mean, when you have a, a lightning rig that's, you know, lighting up a stage and that thing comes down, that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. Remember that uh, storm that blew over that big stage and a lot, a lot of people died? It was, at a, it was a country fair or something like that? Yeah, it was a country music. I don't, I, I don't remember exactly the band, but uh, yeah, I remember, I remember the story. Was it Sawyer? Music? Was it Sawyer Brown? So, yeah, I think oh, so. Like killed anyway. somebody. <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah the, the, the whole the, the stage couldn't handle the storm. It just killed over. The whole stage fell over. Yeah, pretty intense, man. And the thing is, like, why not? It's like, look, let's just take a little break. <laughs> you know, we're out of somewhere in the middle of America, so you know those storms just like here, just kind of they hit and run as well. Yeah. So just let it let it roll over, man. Everyone take shelter. 
Drive slow or stand All right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're going global with Gas Man here, VoiceAmerica.com, Variety Channel. It's 2.20 here, which means it's 4.20 somewhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys watch the... Uh, I love Shark Tank. Did you guys watch Shark Tank last night? No, no, not last night, but I've seen it. It's a good show. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, then we got nothing to talk about that. <laughs> I got to start watching it. You haven't started watching that yet? No, I have not. What's wrong with you? I don't know. That's the best show, man. There's two people up there that were asking for like $150,000, and apparently their dad created GameStop. Really? Yeah. And, and their dad gave him $2 million to start the business. I always wanted to work there when I was a kid. Man. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Every single shark on the, on the, on the panel was like, what? What do you What are you here what for? Right? Well, I don't yeah. get it, man. Your dad gave you two million dollars, <laughs> and you're asking for a hundred thousand from us, hundred fifty from us. Jeez. And uh, I can't remember her name. The um, the skinnier, older woman was uh, like, "I don't give money to rich kids." <laughs> she, she was like Good that. She's like flat and simple. A, I don't give money to rich kids. It's a personal principle. Uh, it's a her. total issue. <laughs> I I work from the ground up. I had to work hard for what I got, and you didn't. See, that's the exact opposite. It's like most people don't give money to bombs. But you're not going to give money to to rich people. They don't they don't need it. But you never really see rich yeah. people beg for money. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, this is what it is. They're begging for money. Yeah. You know, I mean, they have a good idea. They had a good yeah. product that was interesting. It was like a uh, like Febreze and a little. It was a uh, a clothing swipe, I guess you can say. Yeah, it's a little thing you put in your fingers and you swipe it over your clothes and it freshens up your clothes. Yeah. Revive, I think it was called. <laughs> um, it was a cool idea. Yeah. I like the idea, but it just. Uh, yeah. yeah, but then Tide came out with their little thing and everybody about that. Oh, Tide has one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tide oh, okay. has one. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, most yeah. people have access to resources that maybe the average person who's coming on Shark Tank doesn't have access Yeah, to. of course. I mean, that's the reason why they were there in a yeah. sense. It's like you have the avenues, but that's it's kind of BS though, man. Your dad's owner of GameStop. You don't think he can make a couple phone calls? Well, yeah, that, no, that's what I mean. Like those guys... The, the, their dad I mean they've got channels that other people don't have access to and it doesn't seem like they're willing to, to figure out how to go about accessing them maybe he just walked in there like a trust fund kid like my dad owns GameStop give me a hundred gone no one's going to give that guy any money especially yeah. if he says right, with that's from GameStop right with that, that kind of attitude so I, I, I think most all the sharks were out except for one which was Lori she was the yeah. QVC queen okay so yeah. she, she picked them up Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, so she's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. Yeah. Because you guys are ridiculous, I'll do it. Because <laughs> everybody, even Mark Cuban was pissed off. He was yeah. like, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here, man. I don't get, you know, blah, 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 whatever. But uh, I, it's just a fascinating uh, show. I just, I, yeah. I like it because, you know, you get thinking about maybe everyone's got ideas. Everyone's got something they want to improve something on or yeah. maybe create their own thing with and everything. So Get out of that nine to five. Yeah, man. I mean it's, job. it's pretty cool to see what people come up with, you know. Yeah. Like, and and the reasonings behind the sharks are very smart. You know, yeah. they have the you know, it's a good idea, but it's not I don't think will be well received by everybody. It might be more of a niche market type thing, and you know they have the smarts for it. That's a, it's, a, it's a great how, show. How many show. ideas do you think they have to actually go through um, to get one good one, or possibly? That one good one. I mean, there must be like a thousand guys walking in there for money, well, and the, maybe one well, they, the screening first. Yeah, I would say yeah. what's the vetting process right. before you actually yeah. get to TV? Right. I'm sure there's got to be a little heartstring story attached to it. Yeah. Um, which I can supply that. I've been broke. So <laughs> I think you uh, need to have some sort of plan. They're probably looking for some sort of business or development plan. But you, you know, know, of course. But you know, sometimes they throw people on that show and they're like clueless. You know, they're, yeah. and then the sharks are like, "Why are you here? I don't that's, get it. You're not even ready for us." Value. Yeah, that's the entertainment to the show. So, so yeah. throw a couple of guppies in there, and uh, it's the same reason American Idol shows you all the auditions that are horrible. 
Right. You know, yeah, some people watching who want to laugh. And yeah, because everybody was serious and coming in, nobody watched the show. Yeah. So you got you have to have the losers in there once in a while. America likes to watch that sometimes. Right? <laughs> we all oh, laugh we were, at ourselves when we do stupid things. Why not laugh at others too? What, what we were talking about earlier, why TMZ exists um, in the first place. We just want to bring people down. So, you know, throw a bunch of losers on there and laugh at them. Uh, I was watching, um, I, I don't know if it was America's Got Talent or or The X Factor, but this guy was on stage. I guess he did really bad, and the panel was like, how did you even get on here? And the guy, <laughs> and the guy responds like, well, you auto-tune. <laughs> so like, that was awesome, man. You're I, fake, I'm going to be fake. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why that came up, but uh, anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Arizona State Fair here in, uh, just started on Friday. Yeah. Last night. And to celebrate, um, cops had to break up a, a fight and, oh. de- and detain 35 kids. Nice. Oh, <laughs> so welcome to the Arizona State Fair. Yeah, that's traditional, though. That goes on every year. A lot of people go to the State Fair. And how do you yeah. make it safe? It's a place for, you know, the, for thugs to go there and show off. Yeah. In the, the surrounding community is not the greatest. No, it's, as, a, it's a bad as, neighborhood. Yeah, it's, it's not the greatest neighborhood. So. It's meth town. Yeah. Yeah. You have an incredibly... I guess you could say bad crowd that likes to go to the fair down there. They say 40 teens were involved in this altercation. Only two adults were arrested. Only two adults were right. arrested? Yeah, it's because only two adults went there. <laughs> There's only two adults. They're 18 <laughs> hanging around 14-year-olds. That's why. The, the uh, teens were detained and were uh, released when the police called their mommies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mommy, come down and pick me up. You're a kid, man. Just act like a kid. Why are you trying to get in fights and, and be an adult? Right. Well, enjoy but yourself, the thing man. is, when you're at the, years old. yeah, but you're that age and you know, you're at a place like this, you have to show off. Well, yeah. And, and what environment have you grown up in that has right. shown you that that's the proper way to act? Right. Well, every, every you know, state fair, every whatever event goes on, there's always going to be those people to yeah. show off and say, hey, we're the, tough ki- we're the tough kids here. You're not. We are. And what's f- unfortunate is that that's what you hear about. You don't, again, we, we've talked about this before, is you High hear about all the bad again. stuff. You don't get to hear about that good stuff that's going on. Well, good stuff is boring. Hey, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, would, I mean, we were talking about the news earlier, the fact that sensationalism and, yeah. you know, over, over uh, with, uh, too much fear-mongering with everything. And, you know, here's something that makes me not want to go to the safe fair to a yeah. certain degree. I it's mean, damaging. I'll, I'm still going to go. But I think it's a... It's a um, we 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 grab on to that sensationalism or that type of news, and so the news people are just going to keep giving it to us because no one's doing any, anything to say, you know what, can we have some, some happier stuff that's on the news? You know how you do that? You just stop watching it. Yep. <laughs> and when the ratings go down is when they'll start Hopefully changing they their figure it out. They'll change their tune. You, you would hope they will. I mean, I don't think they will. Um, again, considering all the news is coming from pretty much one source, I think they said out of all the media outlets we have, I think around the world, I think only six companies own them six conglomerate owners yeah, yeah. news Corp. and when people Viacom, say yeah. and, and it makes me laugh when people say it's the the liberal media yeah. that They're is liberal yeah, the biggest crack of <laughs> crock <laughs> crock of shit i should say Neo-liberal that media. it doesn't make sense because all the media has got to be conservative or at least if you're going to go a line you would say more republican yeah not liberal i mean it's it's more conservative and these people are here to control us you know they're not here to you know, yeah, they got a different definition of being liberal. They're, right. Yeah. They exudiate hippie propaganda from the '60s and go, "Yeah, we're liberal." And use it against us. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, like the the PC censorship. You could say, you know, uh, ass or shit or something like that on TV now, but you can't mean anything that you want anymore. 
which is not liberal at all. That's yesterday's Republicans. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's interesting is you can say all that stuff on TV now, but you still can't drink a beer in a commercial. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> You can't, you really, yeah, you, they, you never show them drinking, nope, do you? you can't drink beers in commercial, but you can, you know, now you can say ass and shit on, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien or whatever on TBS. He's, you know, ass and shit all over the place as far as words go. Same thing with those cable shows, you know, but you can't drink beer during a commercial. That is, that's funny. It's backwards a little bit. That's, that's, I didn't, I didn't realize that before. Even it's after the really whole funny commercial with the Doogie Hauser kid, um, Neil, Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris, Harris where yeah. he's promoting Heineken or something like that. Right. And he's like, hey, you know, Heineken won the beer for Best Light Beer. And he goes, oh, but you can't drink, so I'm going to stand over here. And then he, he disappears, and you hear him taking a sip of the beer off camera. Oh, no. I got that's, that's <laughs> that, that just reminded me of that. You can't. It's, it's you just weird sh- to me. Here I, here, I got an idea. Here's how you can do that. You can, you can resolve that problem by having someone drink a beer on the commercial and then just underneath it say, do not attempt. Yeah, right. Like when they <laughs> have the cars that are doing crazy things, and they say this is a yeah. professional driver on a on a closed course, right? Not yeah. home. That's my. That's okay. You talk about air it out. I, I I have a I have a problem with that because why are you showing me a car doing things that I can't do in that car? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, show show me what I can do in the car. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're showing me stuff I can't do. <laughs> no, that's not cool. Show me stuff that I can do. You're just making fun of us with that commercial. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't do this. Oh man, it's it's ridiculous, man. All right. So. Of air it out real quick, yeah. Because uh, I my with the whole mic situation, I kind of lost my thought there. But my air it out too is the just I'm tired of political ads already. Mm. But you know that that might be another topic for another time. But you know I can't. I just I'm tired of every other commercial on TV now is some Arizona Republican or Democrat bashing the other one about how much you know they do wrong. But the funny thing is, is like the follow-up commercial. Let's okay, Ann Kirkpatrick. Here's a perfect example of one. She's got a commercial of her stomping the ground. I put my foot, I put my foot down. I put my foot down. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. I put blah, blah 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 blah. And so then the next commercial, yeah. and that was her pro commercial. I'm Ann Kirkpatrick because I, you know, when Congress wanted special privileges for health care, I said no. Yeah. And, and first of all, side note is. You should say if Congress gets it, everybody gets it. Yeah. So, so that's and she just, and she that's, and us or herself are footing the bills for so much more. Right. That she just wants to hone on a little thing that gets Republicans going. Yeah, my taxes, my yeah, insurance, exactly. my stuff. So, so the follow-up commercial was against Ann Kirkpatrick, and it was her foot hitting the ground, yeah. and it was she was stepping on taxpayers. Yeah. So they're using so, and then you got to imagine that Ann Kirkpatrick will come back with an ad saying, "No, no, that's not what it is." So they're spending a lot of more money. Almost defending their own ad, yeah. because someone's attacking that ad, and, and that's what bothers me about the ads. Yeah, telling telling us what they've done in the past and how bad the other person has been has done. Don't I don't care. I want to know what you're going to do. I, I don't care about how bad you think the other person is. It, to me, that's a big turnoff. That's well, my problem. We're getting it just turns me off. Yeah, well, we're getting commercials um, from the uh, candidates themselves. And we're getting them from these third parties. Yeah. And these third parties are the ones that are, are really negative, yeah. really bad. The and ones that are paid for, for by like the Democratic yeah. National Party or Republican Party. Or yeah, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. And I, oh. I just think people should understand who, the peop- you know, who are running you know, and understand that we have a big governor race here, uh, Fred Duvall and uh, Doug Ducey. Uh, Ducey. <laughs> um, who, by the way, who, by the way, has been endorsed by Sheriff Joe Apio and uh, now Governor Jan Brewer. Oh, wow. So, 
if that doesn't scare the crap out of you right away, I don't know what would. Because if you're getting endorsed by people who screwed up this place already in the first yeah. place, that just tells me more of the same's coming. It, it te- it, what it tells me is that those people are endorsing you. So at some point, bef- you know, prior to them endorsing you, there was some sort of conversation, and now yeah. guess who's pulling this guy's strings behind the, the yeah. behind the scenes? You right. know, it's like Vito Corleone making Sheriff, favors. Sheriff yeah. Joe just gets one more governor or one more somebody in his pocket, so he can do what he wants to do. I, I yeah I don't uh, I don't understand it. Be- yeah. It's it's sad. Okay. <laughs> it's sad because well the thing is too is like you know and Fred Duvall used to work with Jamboree, mm-hmm. so it's like he's the lesser of two evils. But all we're getting are these two people to choose from. That's another sad point, yes. and that that continues and continues on this two party system, which is dividing our country even more. I mean, adding a third party. I don't know, would that divide it even more or, you know, would that wake other people up, you know? And I just think, you know, you you want that third party in there, that independent person who doesn't go by the rules, but I think the, the, the two major parties control so much of what's going on that it's so hard for that third individual to break in and, and make any movement because there's, they don't have the backing um, as the other ones. And it's unfortunate that most elections now come down to who is the lesser of two evils? Right. So in order to uh, avoid the corruption, what you, should you do? It's just like not just take yourself out of it and not even and not even vote or anything like that. Because I think I do that with the, the federal presidency. It's like if you vote for that third party, you're giving a half a vote for a Democrat or you're giving a half of a vote for a Republican, still helping them out in in one way or another. Well, we went through it with Ross Perot. That was kind of the first third party guy that came out on the scene, you know, like in a big way yeah. with a lot of support. And then that just fizzled out. Yeah. Well, who's the guy? Uh, Nader's always yeah, up Ron there. Paul. With, the Green know. Party and yeah. stuff. Right. I mean, and Ron Paul even went jumped to the Republican side. He's no yeah, longer yeah. Uh, the independent anyway. You know, I don't liberal. care what, what party you are. I, I, I'm, I like to think of myself as more of an independent who listens and then makes the appropriate decision based yeah. off the information. Based off of common sense. Well, yeah, I'm a certain your, party or something. You're asking a lot, Carl. <laughs> You're asking a right? lot. I man. think that's part of the American society or American culture is laziness, and it's 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 uh, it, it's a disease that's spreading to not investigate, not question things. But I mean, that's it's uh, that's how we're geared to be. We're being bred that well, way. Exactly, you know, exactly. that's the problem. So we're 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 getting the sedated. You know, watch TV. Don't look at the big you know crash on the side of the road and everything like that. And just keep your eyes straight. Keep shopping. Everything's yep. fine. Everything's fine. But when that collapses, I mean, that's going to be. Well, I won't have to pay my bills anymore. (laughs) So it's kind of a good thing, I guess. We're headed in an interesting direction. I don't know what direction it is, but we're headed in an interesting direction. And at some point, things are going to, like you're saying, things are going to go south real bad. Well, and I hope, you know, if it goes south, I hope it doesn't go south in like a really scary way. You know, I would like to see it go south in a way where, you know, the, 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 the jig is up. We were on to you. We got you. You're done. Revolution. And, yeah. like, but a more of a peaceful revolution, yeah, you know? It's going south in a good way as far as, the, you know, the, the, the government and the people who control the government moving out of power and the people who are questioning things and understanding what, what the true democracy is and what the true society should be like, hopefully those people rise up and, you know, the other area goes south. Well, but, and you hope so. And what I think, too, is, that, you know, our government, I think, has been hijacked. And I think the actual running of our country is being controlled by the people we don't 
want in control. Federal Reserve. Right. Yeah. I mean, all these things, these corporations yeah. who are controlling everything uh, are hijacking our country. And, right. and our country and our government and our congressmen, our senators sure. and our presidents are just letting it happen. And that's, that's the real issue. And I think once we wake up to that and realize that this has got to change. And I think we all feel that. Otherwise, we, we do. Yeah. And we wouldn't call it the game of life if we didn't uh, feel it because it wouldn't be a game. It would just be a life. Right. But uh, so we, you got words like Illuminati or New World Order, which I think are more just as, as a, a metaphor of the outcome of what's going on. We have no control over everything, over anything. Yeah, I mean, I, th I still think those exist. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a man behind a desk making decisions, manipulating things. Right. You've got to get rid of the people that. behind the scenes if you're going to change anything. You know, when I think of Washington, I think you got to get rid of the lobbyists. If you want to change anything, you got to get rid of the people who are throwing down the major box. Right, convincing yeah. these congressmen who supposedly swore an oath to protect us sure. and uh, just throwing that out the window. Right, taking the, that, you know, they convince them that taking their money and doing what they want to do you know, for themselves is better than, you know, just doing your job and filling out the American public and figuring out what's right. I think if we can get control over our money again and get rid of centralized bankers and have the balls to lock them up, we can get most of our country back, most of it out of the debt. Forgive everybody that got into debt, that uh, got uh, bamboozled by their Wasn't bank loaner. AIG, aren't they... Um, uh, aren't they suing? Out. Yeah. Aren't, they're suing. Because the, the the deal they got wasn't a fair deal. Jeez. That's they're suing. You're speaking of getting a fair deal, I read an article yesterday about a Wells Fargo employee who emailed the CEO and told him he he wanted a ten thousand dollar raise and that the, everybody in the company should get a ten thousand dollar raise because the CEO made twenty million that year Jeez. and Wells Fargo had record profits and that's the reason that the CEO should give some back to the to the people who make the money for the company. Right. But then in the article, it goes on to say, you know, but I know that's not going to happen pretty much because you have all these stakeholders and shareholders that you have to please. So you got to give them the money instead. Corruption in its finest. Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting. The guy made a good point. You know, we, we do all this. There's plenty of money that you have made over this past quarter that giving $10,000 extra to each individual employee as a bonus wouldn't hurt the company. It wouldn't make a dent. You know, but no, they can't do that kind of a thing. And apparently this guy still has his job. Well, of course, you'll keep his job, too. Well, I, it's just, it's sad. And, uh, you know, again, like the wake up is happening. I think more people are, are, in, are, uh, are in the know of that they're getting the royal shaft. Yeah. That's becoming more obvious than now than it ever has been. And I think the Internet for that, mm -hmm. for making that happen. So the awakening is happening. It's just a matter – because it does. You know, no matter where I go, everyone is aware of what's going on. Yeah. So there's nobody – so when you see it on the news and they're, and they're selling us all this crap, nobody's really buying it. It's just no. the thing is, is we're not in control of the news. And I think we know deep down as far as economy goes, you, it, it's not a Republican opinion or a liberal opinion. It's a mathematical fact. Right. We're in debt. You can't keep raising things. You can't keep printing money and it expecting us to all be all right. It's sad, man. Yeah. And I hope we, uh, I hope we do wake up a little bit to this, and I hope we can make some changes and in a peaceful way and, and start realize. And really, what we got to do is make these congressmen. We've got to hold their feet to the flame. Yeah. Congress and Senate and, and everybody in the executive branch has to be taking like, yo, we're watching you now. Take the money out you know? of politics, and it's yeah. it's almost gotten too big, um, too big to fail. Sure, <laughs> we've seen how that happened before. We got uh, too many politicians offering their blessing to the highest bidder. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned, uh, you know, when we had the big breakdown in 2008 and everything and the banks got bailed out, mm. that would have been a perfect time to reset everybody's 
credit. But they couldn't do that. They no. can't do that because why should we give everybody a free yeah. free ride on this one? Banks were just handing out loans left and right and not worrying about. Uh, yeah, I was guilty. I got I got I got into that. Most mix. people did, and why wouldn't you? I mean, because you were used to the way things were before, where a bank was actually honest. Right. Being, yeah. The banks their banks were being very predatory in yeah. their their lending practices and giving people loans they shouldn't have been given and. You know, they were punished of sorts, but they were definitely not held accountable considering yeah. that we came in and bailed all of them out after they were the ones who, not for the majority, or for the most part, yeah. gave the bad loans to people anyways. Right. Yeah. Nobody's being held accountable. Yeah. Accountability's key. That's, that's the issue. That's, I mean, if we started holding people accountable, this country would change almost overnight. Well, you know, and, and the way that we do that, you know, is, is, is people don't think it makes a difference sometimes, but the way that you hold them accountable is you vote them out of office. Yeah, but you know what? The voting system is, we kind of do electronic voting. How the hell did that even get passed? How in the world do you convince somebody that we're going to use a computer to vote? Yep, you saw malfunctions all over the internet uh, with that thing. Hacking? I I just, it's unbelievable that that is what's in charge of our country. People like that making decisions like that. It it just, it's, (laughs) it's sad is what it is. It's disappointing. It's it's disappointing. And it, Bill Maher said it best when he said he's embarrassed about his country. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And, and socially inept. So now we have to have voting things that make our decisions. Right. And the people capitalize it, hack it. Yeah. And you wanted to vote for this guy, it switches to that guy. Pretty soon we're going to be texting our votes. <laughs> yeah, you know your that, votes. right? Yeah, yeah. Text your vote now for <laughs> the five 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 nine nine. But each each president would have to like, or at least people running for the office will have to do something special for your yeah, vote. Right. It'll be like American Idol or whatever. They, you know, someone will come up on the screen and says, "Vote for this president." Text. <laughs> Five, whatever. Right. <laughs> you can vote as many times as you want. Oh, meaningless. Man. It's disgusting, <laughs> meaningless. man. All right, let's jam some music. We'll come right back. We'll talk some drugs after some Mystic Bowie. Uh, he's from Baltimore right now, but he's originally from the island of Jamaica. So this guy is authentic, man. Drug Jamaica. Of, drug of choice is the tune. And it's music, of course, people. But we'll talk drugs when we come right back. <laughs> Touching the sky Music is my drug of choice Help me to sway through my day to day Music is my drug of choice Keep me so high, come and give it a try Have you ever just surrendered to the music? Feel the addiction and you just can't refuse it A sense of calm in your palm and you don't want to lose it have you ever, ever feeling so high? Kiss the cloud and caress in the sky. Have you ever, ever feel musical high? Come on. Music is my drug of choice. Help I to sway through my day to day. Music is my drug of choice. Keep me so high, come and give it a try. Music is my drug of choice. Share it with my friends and my neighbor's children. Music is my drug of choice. Now, have you ever, ever feeling so free? Music for you and the music for me. Light can shine with no style, but a heart filled with glee. Now, have you ever feel a thing you could share? Move the tables and the pack up the chairs. Cause you musical high and wanna dance everywhere. Oh, yeah. Music is my drug of choice Help me to sway through my day to day Music is my drug of choice Keep 
me so high, come and give it a try. Music is my drug of choice. Share it with my friends and my neighbors' children. Music is my drug of choice. Now have you ever just surrendered to the music? Feel the addiction and you just can't refuse it. A sense of calm in your palm and you don't want to lose it. Have you ever, ever feeling so high? Kiss the cloud and caress in the sky. Have you ever, ever feel musical high? Oh yeah. Cause music is my drug of choice. Help find to sway through my day to day. Music is my drug of choice. Keep me so high, come and give it a try. Music is my drug of choice. Share it with my friends and my neighbors' children. Music is my drug of choice Oh, I said music is my drug of choice 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 Music is my drug of choice. 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 Music Bowie with drug of choice. Music. Is it getting high, man? Getting high in your own supply, dude. That's what it is here. I'm uh, going global with Gas Man, VoiceAmerica.com, Variety Channel. Every Saturday from one to three p.m., this program airs, and then it aired tonight at one a.m. Nice to three a.m. It's the twelve-hour runaround, and then we'll be back tomorrow for a replay of today's show at two o'clock. <laughs> I think just it's at 2 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, just wait. I, I think it's at 2 o'clock. But you can find all the archive shows with uh, interviews that I've done with bands, with comedians. It's all there on voiceamerica.com variety channel. Check out Going Global with Gas, man. And there's two S's in gas. So just so you know, keep that in mind when uh, you are going online. All right. Uh, we've got some drug news. Of course, we're talking drugs. and We've kind of been tapping into it all yeah, day right, long, yeah. if you will. You know, I went to the Las Vegas Hemp Fest. Last Saturday, and it was the first annual. That's the first one, and I can't really call it the annual. It's the first one. Yeah, so. it's the first one. Yeah. And if they do another one, they're getting a lot of slack for for <laughs> some of the uh, the entertainers. I think I they should. Say. I think they should. Well, it was a nice setup. They had everything kind of cool. You know, a lot of things going on, and it was um, it was aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. I guess you can say. Like you know? said, yeah, like what we said before. Like once they legalize the marijuana there it might be yeah you know, people walking around still more people will go there i just think when you put together hemp fests or you know anything kind of like that where you bring people together for a good cause brings out the stereotypes well <laughs> yeah maybe avoid the hip-hop that's yeah. all i mean like, i like hip-hop i like people like that but everything like that. you just it's just proper marketing yeah hip-hop doesn't necessarily necessarily promote the one love aspect of of things yeah like, there's really. an attitude with it that doesn't that doesn't jive with me <laughs> and, and and smoking weed yeah so it's just weird um we got some good news though coming out of the white house oh yeah this is really good actually they're strategizing right now they're talking about it on how to legalize marijuana by the end of next summer for federally federally uh, good. 
federally, Finally. which would mean I think it would go to the states themselves. I think the state would have to abide by it. Right. Yeah. Well, they would have to abide by it. Yeah, I mean, it would be kind of reversed. You know, hey, the feds now say it's okay. Is there anything that's federal, that's already legal federally, but not legal statewide? Um, oh, like currently? Because I've never heard of that. No. Maybe sodomy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's federally. <laughs> but, the government, but the government's really good at doing that, too. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, we want to do all the sodomy, not you. Yeah, but they're actually thinking about it. And this is funny because this is kind of like uh, the swan song of Obama. Yeah, you know, right. this would be him leaving office saying, you know what, I'm out of here. Yeah. Weed's legal. Yeah, weed's legal. <laughs> Finally. I, I said I would. But, <laughs> but everybody's got Ebola and ISIS is in America, so we're all going to die anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, so there's a, there's, that's scary to think that they're going to legalize weed weed for us yet now the world's gonna end oh, <laughs> thanks for giving it to us for the last one minute of life there's always Maybe they'll legalize weed and then discover that cannabis oil and marijuana is the cure for ebola and <laughs> yeah, it probably just, is will just work out well ebola is gonna get people sick if you're if you have a weak immune system if you don't take care of yourself those are the people that'll die first um, Do you so, think Ebola is like mad cow right now where it'll just go away or is it here to stay? I don't know. I someone mean, called it like it's the new epidemic or pandemic of AIDS. Yeah. And I think that's AIDS, not, yeah. it's not, that's not because Ebola is more contagious than AIDS. AIDS, you got to stick your dick in somebody yeah, again. Yeah, you could definitely see the Ebola patient too as well. Sometimes you can't see that AIDS patient coming, you know. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, for the most part. So, um, but no, but it's really good news. You know, I think the, the government is, you know, I've seen a lot of senators uh, get together and say, look, we got to remove marijuana from schedule one that yeah. is to, in my in my mind is the the first domino yes yeah it's the whole reason why we can't do anything with right it now. right now the states can legalize it but the federal government can still come in and, and, and bully you and yeah. bully you exactly yeah. if because if, it's not federally legal now. right and what's funny is that eric holder who's now gone who's going to replace him is it going to be some somebody who is anti-marijuana and then here we go back yeah. to 1930 again or is this going to be somebody who's going to be a more progressive eric holder's um, a joke Michelle Leinhardt, she's the head of the DEA. Yeah. She is uh, definitely against marijuana. Of yeah. course, that's who you hire to be in the DEA. Do you like drugs? No. Good, you're hired. Yeah. Don't they understand a lot of good DEA agents die over marijuana? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, you got a lot of good agents that can protect America, there was, and they're dying for the crap. Carl, do you see the story about the guy who got uh, raided in his house only to find okra? Oh, yes. Geez. Yes, and they had like the full SWAT team and all that stuff, that, and it was just okra plants. And they didn't clean up after oh they left, gosh. right? Yeah. I thought that was so funny. See, that would have ended. I mean, all this the stupid raids and stuff. Let's get our minds off. This should be a non-issue. Oops, excuse me. So we're paying me. more money in crap that happens like that than we would uh, right. it's, their common criminal. And I think that's what people are waking up to see is that realization of, look, everybody really is wanting this now. So if the government can say and recognize that and say, look, everybody is really going for this. The majority of Americans want this. So you know what? We'll just do it for them. Yeah. Let's just rip the bandaid off and make it happen. And start working it because, you know, marijuana has got a lot of uses. We all know what they can do. It's not just smoking getting you high. Yeah, it no. provides oil. That's or just pro- the fun part of pro- it. Right. right. Yeah. It provides fuel. Or it provides food. Yeah. I mean, it's... you get uh, been uh, uh, known to reduce cancer cells, though, right? And it's, things like right, that. Yeah. And, and done the right per, in the right ways and everything like that. So and there's fear of change and there's fear of the unknown. But as you mentioned just a, a second ago, sometimes the best way to get over the fear of the unknown and 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 is to just rip the mandate off and just do it. You know, well, pick your poison because we're broke, kind of thing like that, and needs to be legal. Well, that's the thing is like, why are people so against? I mean, like the governor I said earlier, governor of Colorado, no less. Yeah. 
calls the voters reckless for voting in marijuana. Yet his yeah. state is reaping the benefits. Yeah. I the don't. Taxes right, so well, much. the thing is, the guy's got a connection with breweries. He is a microbrewer himself. So he's from that, oh, if we legalize weed, less uh, alcohol will be sold. All you got to do is tie two and two together. I mean, yeah. it's there it is. Yeah. Boom. Oh you, oh, you have a brewery and you, you're against marijuana. Gee, I can see he why. Should yep. go with the marijuana because they mix so well. But uh, they do to a certain degree. <laughs> a lot of people don't. I, like, if I smoke first, I'm not going to drink. But if I'm yeah. drinking, give me that joint, man. The, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is that the topper, man. Yeah. That is yeah. the best. That's for yeah. me. I, I love that. And I, I, we, there's the disclaimer for this show. So... <laughs> Don't take what I say. Sure, I mean, I've, I've split from the bar early just to go smoke a bowl because it's yeah. right. You know? yeah. So, yeah, it's just the right enhancer. It's the mood enhancer. Is what yeah. it is. Um, we talk about stereotypes. A cop in Iowa stopped a car, saw a frisbee uh, golf in their car, and, and obviously automatically assumed that they smoke weed. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? I didn't know that was a stoner game. I've played it, but yeah. is it a, just a huge stoner game? <laughs> Life is a stoner game. Yeah, bro. every you, you know the thing is is what people don't realize is that we have been functioning high since the beginning of time oh it could have been anything in that car then like the Garfield cat stuck to the, uh, <laughs> to the window it could have been anything right <laughs> it could have been anything oh I noticed you have a uh, paper clip in your car there yeah there you what go what do you got that, that for that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, the cops, he's the Chris Hansen of weed <laughs> uh, this uh, crushed up Pepsi can heck yeah. there <laughs> You weren't just lazy. You were smoking at it. <laughs> exactly. It's, it is ridiculous, man. And I just hope this common sense will, will prevail. And it seems like it's going to. It's just a matter of those few that are unwilling to give in. Yeah. Those few that are still resisting. For what? I have no idea. And still well, we kind of we kind of found out why they're resisting. You know, maybe they have a, an investment or a stake in a brewery and they're afraid the, the pot business is going to take away from that. Sure. I think that's why it was uh, illegal in the first place, right? Hemp in the paper factories, uh, it was going to take over the paper uh, industry, and so they made it illegal. And something like go. that. People yeah. who are going to lose money out of something, you know, because of something, generally, you know, put up a fight. It's unfortunate, but because they're only thinking of themselves. It's 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 sad. I just I just hope soon, and it seems like it will be happening that the uh, mentality will start changing, and those that are against it will start waking up and and go, oh, I never realized that. that. But you can't point your finger and say, I told you so. You can't show them the facts. You have to really open their mind in a way that they'll relate to. Is really the only way I can see them changing their minds and 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 coming on our side. It's spike their like brownies. That, that yeah, episode of that brownies. '70s show where the parents accidentally eat the brownies. Right. It's almost <laughs> exactly. like we just got to give these guys some brownies. That's and, it. And open their minds. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, that's drugs. We'll wrap up the show with some porn and music or not. Nice. Let's do it. This program contains sexually explicit dialogue. Discretion is advised. Oh yeah, baby. It's time now for porno music or not. Let yourself go and feel the rhythms of the sounds of sweet, sweet love. And it's doggy style. Test your skills. Is it the beats of passion or just some lame jingle you saw on TV or something else? I don't know, man. Don't even ask me, man. I'm just the voice of this thing. Music or not, so hot, it's on fire. On our hot stuff, Hibachi of Love rates four for kids. I feel a little gay with three guys in the room doing this. <laughs> so don't take offense, guys. 
It's okay. <laughs> should I be happy I'm not in the same room? Yeah, maybe you should be, I guess. Uh, we play porno music or not right now. I'll get play some clips. You're going to tell me, is this music from a porno movie or something else from television? And then when I say porno movie, I'm talking about like a Skinamax yeah. so, you know, side uh, kind of stuff. So here's your uh, porno music or not. Is this from a porn or is it not? Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a porn music. You're thinking porn? Yeah, I'm thinking Skinamax. Yeah. All right, Nick says porn, Skinamax. Carl? I'm going no. You're going no. What are you thinking here? I'm thinking soap opera, romantic, like uh, dinner, you know, wait for the guy to walk in and make his, you know, which is close to Skinamax. <laughs> He's going to walk in the room and drop his pants. Right? Soap opera style. Soap opera style. All right, is it porn or is it not? It is porno oh. music. My so Nick, per- good job, man. My perv radar went off on that. Your perv, you're perv. It's, it's horny. It's horns <laughs> porn. Horns porn. All right. Is this porn or is it not? This is definitely got to be porn music again, right? This definitely sounds like uh, they're washing a car. And they're stripping <laughs> naked right now. You got a car scene going on? Yeah. Carl? Yeah, like disco porn or something. Yeah. I'm going porn on this. You're going porn. All right. The answer is it porn or is it not? It is porno music, by the way. Yes. Oh, I didn't tell you the other one. The first clip was uh, a male female in an office. And this is just a dancing girl with a guy. Man, I had a different image in my <laughs> Sorry to totally ruin that for you. I was having three guys doing a radio show right now. Let's do this one. Is this porn or is it not? It definitely sounds like a soap opera. Something at the end, right before the credits, maybe she gets the boyfriend. Okay, just say no porn. Yeah, no porn. And what about you, Carl? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go porn just because I, my mind says <laughs> no. I feel like my mind's playing tricks on. And whatever Nick says, you're gonna go the opposite. Yeah, let's try this. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You know, this is like hardcore rock and roll porn. All right. Well, is it porn or is it not? It is not porno music. Oh, three Nick is three for three. I'm almost tempted not to invite him back. Yeah, I know. I know soap opera is a little too. Uh, if I agreed with him, I'd be three for three. It's not. It's not a soap opera, by the way. No, oh, soap opera. No, it's not a soap opera. It's actually from Adult Swim. Oh, Adult Swim. Yes, yeah. from uh, TV channel. All right, we'll do one more. We'll get out of here. This is. Uh, is this porn or is it not? I'm going to go with not a porn. You're going not porn. What are you feeling? I'm feeling that's just the st- way the statistics are going to fall. You're not going to pick You one. are you're listening. You're just going, what is Gas going to play? Is he going to go porn, porn, not porn, yeah. porn? All right. So you're going not porn? Are you feeling anything yeah, special? Yeah, not porn. Yeah. You feeling, all right. What about you, Carl? I'm, I'm, I know I'm disagreeing, which is probably going to shoot me in the foot, but <laughs> I'm going to go porn. I feel like this is like warehouse porn. Yeah, this is your warehouse. <laughs> warehouse. warehouse. This may be your win, Carl. What about what are you? You're just thinking you're doing the statistics of me not playing porn. Yeah, well, to the yeah because uh, you play see, two you, up front. And you have no scene in your head. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen in my head, but you know, then you know, I'm not out of the closet yet. All right. So. <laughs> is this porn or is it not? It is not porn. Boom. There you go. Nick, dude. 
I'm very impressed. <laughs> you just four straight, and I, I, I think I've had somebody else do that once. Really? Yeah. Right, Carl, proud. you suck. I do. <laughs> I need to watch more porn, apparently. Apparently, plan. you do. All right. Well, thanks for playing, guys. I appreciate it, man. And uh, I want to thank everybody else there for listening. And we will do this again next Saturday, and we'll have a good time. And we will do this from 1 to 3 p.m. And you can find us online as well. And that's going to be over at voiceamerica.com. And that is at 1 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. Did I already say that today? Am I repeating yeah, say myself? It again. I'll say it again, man. <laughs> we'll get out of here. I love this song, by the way. If you can tell me this, I'll give you a dollar. Who sings this or who make this one? Uh, you guys enjoy your uh, Saturday, and we will be back next week. Other than that, thank you for going global with gas, man. Thanks, Nick. Later. Thanks, Carl. Yep. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.